When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode three, two, four. What a dick. You know what? I miss penis. Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. 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 Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that involves legal consequences, but at least I don't have to wear a cow bikini. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, the man who kept Jeff the Drunk famous for five years too long. It's Shuli Egar, everyone. What the fuck? <laughs> Also, the king of the trolls, Vince the attorney, Vinny the lawyer is here. What's happening, Vinny? Good to see you. And finally, the physician who thinks a 20-piece chicken McNugget is more than a single serving, it's Dr. Steve. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to see you guys. This is our sixth Midweek edition. In these episodes, we catch up on all the ridiculous things Stuttering John said while drunk on his balcony. Please go to whoarethese.com to our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, link to our Patreon and Supercast, featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And also check out creepoffroast.com. Get your tickets. I think there's fewer than 30 left for September 17th at Comedy at the Carlson. I know, Dr. Steve, you'll be there. Yeah, absolutely roast. yeah you gonna absolutely. take my advice on the roast my what was that what was your advice to uh, not just, show up just go up there and start calling everybody the n-word nobody will <laughs> expect it you'll kill <laughs> okay yeah she well, knows comedy there, so you know she yeah, knows know. comedy it's one thing i know it's comedy okay <laughs> you go up and yell the n-word it kills every time <laughs> we also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on apple podcast and then shit all over us in the comment section today we'll be talking about the man who broke the internet this past week. And well, at least the dabblers are not in the subreddit. <laughs> Stuttering John Melendez has finally come on his show this past Saturday, talking to Major Richard Ojeda, and he confessed that he has been a substitute teacher. Now, as you'll remember, this photo leaked of him with a woman who tweeted out, hey, it was great to meet John in my classroom. As he was substitute teaching it, he said, no, that's a lie. That's a photoshopped image. It was the most ridiculous lie John's ever tried to pull off because nobody believed it for a second. There was so much evidence of it, obviously photographic evidence, but also students were tweeting in real time like, holy crap, Senator John Melendez is my teacher today. And he just kept denying it until finally this Saturday. Um, I just have the whole like seven minute clip of him bringing out a guest and then ignoring his guest and just doing his own show. <laughs> we could just kind of 
By the way, and, and stopping as we go. Yeah, she's was, the only person in history to claim Photoshop of a picture with no nudity and nothing <laughs> bad in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just a pleasant like, well, photo. Who would with Photoshop this? Well, like, what are you? Who's putting this together for what? <laughs> she doesn't even look like she works anywhere. I just know. look professional anyway. It's so <laughs> random. And he's like, clearly somebody took the time to design this. <laughs> yeah, baby. Welcome to Beer on the Balcony. This is the Stuttering John uh, podcast. Had to think about it. Uh, with, <laughs> what is it again? With, uh, the Omni Major <laughs> will be joining me in a second. There is the copyright underneath there, the Stuttering John podcast, all right. Here are words that mean nothing. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and read it. It's reserved. And uh, here, this podcast video is copyrighted. Any unauthorized use without the express consent of the Stuttering John pod- <laughs> podcast. Foster Brooks. Me, Stuttering <laughs> Vinny the lawyer, I want to ask you first. Why does he keep doing this? Does he think this does anything? I don't believe so. I mean, he thinks he does, but ultimately we all know that it really means absolutely nothing in terms of you using it because you're adding to it right now with commentary and that's been established clearly by the law. So yeah. in terms of your use, it's it's useless. It's so funny too, because he started doing this months ago. I guess the great Michael Popak told him this was a good idea. And we've done a ton of reviews of Beer on the Balcony since then. Yeah. He hasn't said anything about that. No. He continues to do this thing. <laughs> like, one day it'll magically start working. Oh, okay. You know, he Popak was out somewhere. He gets a call. He makes the mistakes of picking it up, or yep. he hits the button by accident. And then John's like, if if I write uh, under, and Popak's like, yep, 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 that'll work. I got to go. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Couldn't hurt, John. Go for yeah. it. Couldn't go hurt. for it. Do something other than calling me. <laughs> John Melendez is strictly prohibited. And now, without further ado, let me bring on the Army Major. <laughs> What's up, my brother? How are you, Richard? I'm doing good, man. It's a good show today. It was, yeah, it was a great show, and I have some work being done on my place. So, you know, a good friend of mine has helped me out, and you know, and he was hearing. <laughs> what kind of work is being done? Are they finally emptying the cat litter or something? <laughs> <laughs> I got a team of eight people over here <laughs> trying to clean my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the end of ET. Everybody's in full hazmat suit. <laughs> And he's like, wow, John, you get really loud on your show. I'm like, yeah, I do, because I'm freaking passionate about yeah, that's stuff. Yeah, exactly. Same thing, man. I get to, I get to you know, everybody, that's why everybody's like, give me, take your meds, man. Take your meds. Uh, <laughs> no, that's your physician saying that, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, take you, your meds. My dealer. <laughs> if you have more than one person in your life repeating to you to take your meds, something is wrong. Something is very on. wrong. It's true. Yeah. Everyone keeps telling me you're a crazy person. I don't know what the problem is. Are we supposed to know who Richard Ojeda is? <laughs> He's so not a, it's not a joke. I'm asking. I don't know who that is. He's a guy who ran for senator from West Virginia. Um, but he's okay. a Democrat, and he's always on with Stuttering John. He's like literally like the last guy who will go on with Stuttering John anymore. Yep. None of his other okay. friends. In fact, we just saw this come out where he was talking about, I think Hale Sparks is done with John because he's just said this. As I talked to Hal and figure out how to do it, if Hal would return my call on my text. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> when Hale stops returning calls and texts, something's yeah. up. I'm going to laugh at something that's serious and hopes that it lightens <laughs> the pain of it. Right? Yeah. You know.
address something, uh, you know. All right, so this is great. So he brings – has anyone seen this yet? I don't know if you guys have seen any of this. I saw a little no. bit, and I stopped because I had a feeling you would be bringing this yeah. up. Okay, good. What's so funny here is that he brings out his guest, Richard Ojeda, and then he goes, okay, I got to clear something up. So he immediately <laughs> ignores his guest and just goes out with what he's going to do. Richard, so I'm going to do this because it's just getting kind of ridiculous. So I figured, eh, you know. I'm not ashamed of it, so I will. Now. Yeah. About two years ago. What's getting ridiculous? By it the was way. ridiculous that he ever denied it. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what was it ridiculous. It's an honorable profession. And, you know, uh, you know, it's and, cool and, to have a side gig. And the other thing that's ridiculous is assuming that Richard has other stuff to do mm. and he's and he's not gonna be able to hang out while you address <laughs> this. <laughs> He's like, that's all right. I, I blocked up my whole weekend for this. That's fine. We're good. During COVID, I have two friends who are school teachers. And where, where do you think those friends? Where do you think he met those friends, guys? Any guesses? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess uh, at a place where he gets bl- just shit faced drunk. That would be my guess. Yeah. All right. No more guesses. I was hanging out at the pub. Oh, one of the pubs that we hang out at. And one of the school teachers said to me, John, um, we need teachers bad. We need substitute teachers. They said we need bad teachers. (laughs) (laughs) He misheard it. I, li- I literally stopped watching when he said the teacher looks at him and goes, John, we need help. Like, <laughs> yeah, who's ever it. looked at John and said, I need your help for anything? So if you're not doing anything during COVID, since all your gigs got canceled, you know, because I had a full slate of gigs, he goes, okay, does John ever have a full slate of gigs? Well, the, he does, and then women get threatened with physical violence, and then they go away. <laughs> Come on. I mean, get out of here. He's never had a full calendar. He's never been like an, 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 a traveling comedian, ever. He's never been he's, a comedian. Yeah, I don't forget know why traveling. That. Why not become a substitute teacher? A what, a what teacher? A substitute? Yeah. Why not become a substitute teacher? Substitute teacher. We need <laughs> And I said, <laughs> well, maybe because you can't pronounce it would be one reason not <laughs> yeah, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying yeah. to teach the young here. This interview's over. <laughs> he ain't teaching English, I can tell you that. <laughs> can I? He goes, do you have a four-year degree? I go, yeah, from NYU. He goes, do you have good grades? I go, yeah. Do you have good oh, grades? Jesus Christ. He's almost 60 years old. <laughs> Let me see your report card. I actually have it on me. <laughs> yeah, he does. He actually does. He's got the recorder. <laughs> It's when I hear him talk now, like I can tell by the way he's talking and and the way and the things he's saying, how he's completely changed this conversation (laughs) to to, you know, fit his needs. So he's the hero of the story again. Right. So the reality of this is he sees two teachers, he hears they teach and he comes over begging on how to get involved with teaching. But by the time he shares this story. He's now that people are running to him. Please help us. Bring us out of the darkness and into the light. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Carl, you, you know where he graduated from, NYU. But do you know that he didn't go there for the full four years? Yeah, someone in the Discord just said that he did not graduate from NYU. Okay. I don't know if he did or did not graduate from there, but 
He's John is from the same the town over from me, and he went to Nassau Community College for the first two years. So okay. when you judge someone on their academics, especially for undergrad, going to Nassau Community College is very very low. There's they call it it's it's nicknamed thirteenth grade. 13th so John grade, yeah. John always brags about going to NYU, but. There's a huge difference between going to Nassau Community College and then transferring to a school than actually getting into NYU. So just one of the just a f- interesting fact out there that John doesn't really he glosses over that aspect of it. I should remind people. I, I mentioned this last uh, episode, but Vince was John's attorney and co-host for a short time. So Vince knows John pretty well. Dr. Steve, do I have to tell you about the phone? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm on call. I'm on He's call. doing an SJ. You're not on call. You're on vacation. No, I'm, not I'm on call that. and I'm on vacation, too. Yeah. Oh, please. On call for what? To tell him you're not available because you're in paradise? <laughs> I got to call him back. It's okay. Yeah, okay, do good. Dr. Steve's the only guy where you're like, oh, is somebody dying? And he's like, oh, yes, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> actually, multiple people, but yeah. it's fine. I'll call back later. <laughs> get to it when I get to it. We got to make fun he of really John. Did. He just blew off a dead person. For this. this is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, right. Which one should we give us now? <laughs> Just keep well, breathing. <laughs> God, right. sorry. No, sorry. You're okay. We got a lot Fuck to get through. The whole tonight. show up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Good grades? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, but by the way, there's no way there's any factor in this. So what was your GPA? Like, that, well, who cares? Did you graduate or you not? Graduated, yeah. <laughs> Did you, get good Did you have a roommate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Okay. All you got to do is take this test. He goes, it's a hard test. It's four hours. It's called the C-Best. It's, 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 it's uh, algebra, math. It's reading and writing. It's everything. <laughs> algebra. Arithmetic. Algebra and math. Wow. Yeah. Software. Wow. Reading when and writing. We, when did wow. we break those two apart? <laughs> you have to be literate. You have to be conscious. It's not an easy task to pass here. I like Stuff. The- they, want, they want you to show up sober. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Is there a bar? The hardest part was that it's four hours. He's like, this test is so hard, it's four hours. <laughs> Can I take it home? <laughs> Here's a website that says the, the C-Best math test is not difficult. <laughs> of course it's not. <laughs> of course it's not. <laughs> I went to school. Substitute teachers do not have to pass a difficult test. I know that for a fact. I've dealt with a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. It says here you may take the C-Best only if you have earned at minimum a high school diploma, a GED, <laughs> or the equivalent. <laughs> so, so NYU and his NYU grades do not factor in. Okay. Thanks, Dr. Steve. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Just doing my research. I appreciate it. Four hours of test is. You know, and it's... You know, you can't be an idiot to pass this test. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. <laughs> so I said, all right. See, <laughs> so already setting himself up. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you how smart I am and how amazing you can be, I am. You can be an idiot to want to take it, but you can't be an idiot <laughs> to take it. I mean, should John be bragging about his intelligence? He brags about everything, but, like, pick some that maybe people can, <laughs> right. like, get on board with. <laughs> right. So I took the test. And I passed it. Actually, didn't only pass it, Army Major. I, I got very high scores on the test. Ugh. 
Why does he feel compelled? Let's pretend he's not lying, which John is sure. always lying. <laughs> Let's right. pretend he's not lying. Why does he feel compelled to say he got very high scores on this stupid test that anyone could pass? And again, he's taking forever to tell this story, and his co-host is sitting there patiently. And he's like, Army Major, I got... I didn't just pass. Yeah, It's like, <laughs> fucking move it along if you have to do this. <laughs> well, as we talked about on Chrissy Mayer's show... One of the um, uh, symptoms of a compensatory narcissistic personality disorder is that they seek to create an illusion of superiority and build up an image of high self-worth. So that's that answers your question, Carl. I have a question. Can we change the name of that to Melendez disorder? (laughs) (laughs) You're a doctor. Make it happen. That's it. Well, whoever's controlling his Wikipedia page might get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> what a point. Let's see what's up. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Why not? <laughs> it's doing something for my community. And I have money on me, Major, but who doesn't want to make more money? Yeah. It's like all those people, oh, oh, I mean, what? Howard Stern's a billionaire, but he still asks for $20 million more a year. Every, yeah, because that's a logical amount of money not to want to make. Not a good analogy at all. He's like, why would I want to make eight bucks an hour? I mean, Howard Stern makes $20 million. No one's knocking him for that. Well, yeah, it's very different. The other reason why he asks for that is because he can, number <laughs> right, one. Right. He earns it, yeah. Yeah, and, and I know tons of people who have a lot of money, and, and a lot of them are like, you know what? I want more money. I'm going to go into the lowest paying uh, industry yeah. for work possible. Substitute teacher. You're not even a teacher. Yeah, you're it's not even consistent. You, you have to be lucky to get called in that day. Yeah. <laughs> not a good yeah, game. You're, on, you're essentially on the extra board. You understand? <laughs> Time is up for uh, contract negotiation. I mean, who doesn't want to make more money? But seriously, I love it. I love teaching kids. So last year, they really needed me to do five weeks straight teaching sixth grade math and seventh grade algebra. Wait a second. Five weeks straight, that's how long he was hired to do that gig where he was writing quiz. Yeah. He's writing questions for some quiz Oh, my God. I just pulled that together now. But he's not lying. He was writing questions for a quiz. It was just a quiz for kids to take. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Which, again, is totally fine. (laughs) Right. Listen, I shit on the guy morning, noon, and night. But I got to say, you know, I couldn't fucking teach algebra. I couldn't even do it. So I give him credit for being smart enough to do that. Why wouldn't you just admit it from the start? It's such a non-issue that you've made into a huge fucking thing. You know why, Shuli? Because admitting that he's doing this gig on the side is to admit that you're not in show business anymore. And I think that's the thing that John has been holding on to for dear life. Like he's just like an action hero trying to hold on to that ledge and well, make he sure he's still says, in show business. The world famous stuttering John. Yes. Fa- you are only known at a bar. Okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're not world famous. So I, I love that he was talking about how he was writing these questions for a quiz and it turns out they were x minus three equals seven what is x was what the question was how long (laughs) so i said yeah i'll do it the only reason i didn't say it on this i didn't say it on the show was because i didn't want these assholes haters to attack these children yeah and the school and so what's changed 
<laughs> Why is it okay now? And I love the idea that that the haters and the trolls are so evil that there's going to be a school shooting if John admits that he's substitute teaching. It's like, John, relax. It's fine. People will let you substitute teach. It's not a big deal. Everyone, let John substitute teach. It's not a yeah, big deal. Please. Don't bother. <laughs> so, don't bother. Can guy. we get footage? <laughs> no. And the school and everything else. So yeah. that's the only reason. And my friends all know that I'm actually very proud of it. To me, I'm doing something good. And maybe more people should do something good. I'm proud of my masturbatory habits. That's why I talk about it nonstop <laughs> on this show. Oh, shut the fuck up about it. It's too much about it. <laughs> and the kids, they all love me. Of course. I mean, I got to say, Army Major, not many people can teach seventh grade algebra. I, I would put it, I don't think, I think a lot of people wouldn't be able to teach. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would be able to teach seventh grade algebra. A lot of people. I don't what know if that's true. He, is this I am legend? He's the last algebra <laughs> yeah. teacher left on the planet. And I mean, There's there plenty. is a teaching agenda that you have to follow. Yeah. It's not like he just walks in there and wings it every day. He's got the answer key. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's pretty easy to teach when you're like, hey, Timmy, you're an idiot. Seven's yeah. the answer. <laughs> Isn't school of rock Seven. or something cool like that, you know? You know who else uh, teaches algebra? High school kids, tutors, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, middle school kids. <laughs> Math is. Look, look, math is a math is a tough subject. Period. Of course, it is, uh, Richard. And, and to teach it, definitely. <laughs> also, by the way, there's no one in West Virginia who can do this. So, yeah. Richard's just like, holy shit, you did? Wow, seventh grade? I didn't even know there was a seventh grade. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. This guy made the rank of army major, and he's sitting here going, "Math is not my friend." I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, I've I've taught in high school. But, you know, as usual, what happens is the students Google my name. They call me Mr. Melendez. And then they... Look how happy he is. They figure out, are you John Melendez? I go, yeah. <laughs> and then they go, that's pretty fucking sad. <laughs> Weren't you on the Tonight <laughs> Show for 10 years? How much do you want to bet that he tells the kids yeah. who he is and and his story? Uh, you know, I think he he said that at one point. Yeah. Of course, there's not that one no, no, no. kid. He didn't say that. The student that was tweeting said that he introduced himself as stuttering John Melendez from the Tonight Show and Howard Stern yeah, okay. show. Right, that's what it was. But Hello, kids. I'm your teacher, <laughs> yes. Jeff the Drunk Curl. <laughs> He's <laughs> an idiot. The kid said <laughs> that John said you might want to Google me. That's right. Right. That's yeah. right. Right. So now it's you turned know, into high school kids know who Stern. I got news for you. High school kids don't know who Howard Stern is. They definitely don't know who the fuck you are. For sure. They don't know who Jay yeah. Leto is. Yeah. Are you stuttering John Melendez? I go, yeah. I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did you know? How'd you guess? How'd you guess? <laughs> Was it my t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about my past career is what his shirt says. <laughs> wow, you're famous. And they all ask for pictures. Yeah, because everyone in Hollywood, which is where he lives, has never seen a famous person before. They're like, wow, it's yeah. a famous guy? Get out of Meanwhile, here. Meanwhile, I guess if you ask for pictures, it's okay. But if you just take one from your seat in the classroom, he'll <laughs> he'll bully you into shutting down your fucking Twitter page. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so great. I take a picture, and like the teachers ask me for pictures, and then one 
teacher posted it and these trolls got a hold of it. And, and, and like, and that was the whole big, you know, but again, I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. I'm proud of Ugh. it. And I have three kids of my own. And I'm, let me tell you something, Army Major. This was my favorite. Dude, stop talking about your kids. <laughs> All right, John. Now I'm getting annoyed. Yeah. You're going to stop and, talking about your fucking kids. Leave your kids that, out of it. <laughs> he's sitting here painting this picture as if it was brought up a week ago and he's just getting it to now. Yeah. Like you lied over and over again for, for over a year. Yeah. Right, and then he's gonna sit here and go. I'm proud of it. it. Doesn't bother me. Oh, look at this tweet right here. So that the picture that I put up there before, which is this one right here. So this is him with the teacher. The teacher posted this. <laughs> hey, look at I met Centering John today in class. He accused her. He goes, "Why did you of- Photoshop that picture?" And she writes back, "The picture of you and I was not Photoshopped." And then he wrote back, bullshit, DM me. He knows he's lying. He's oh pretending it's to protect God. the children for some reason. It's like, what an asshole. That she's a teacher and she said the picture of you and I. I'm sorry, the grammar is wrong. You, yeah, you and I was not Photoshop. I know. It's, <laughs> right, it's right, not right. the best of the brightest. Have you seen California? <laughs> oh, not going well. What an idiot. But yeah, that's a really good point, Shuli. This is months have passed. No one's even talking about this anymore. And all of a sudden, he comes out and he reveals that he was actually a substitute teacher. And he's so proud of it. So proud of it. He kept it a secret for two years. Well, he's a hero. He saved algebra. You know, he's a hero. (laughs) Nobody could do this but him. Well, just the fact that he comes out and admits that he was lying, despite the fact that he, you know, likes to say dumb things like, I don't lie. I don't like to lie. Oh, kind of proves that everything he says is potentially a lie because he holds yeah. on to lies for a long time. So when he says he's not a limo driver and when he says all of these different things, you wonder, huh, was the comedy club really threatened with one star reviews or were you not selling tickets? Because you claimed it wasn't because of ticket sales that you were going to make thousands of dollars. But gosh, you sure do seem to lie a lot, John. Holy shit, you know what I just thought of? I don't think he's on a real balcony. There are no <laughs> His whole life is a lie. Oh my god. What an idiot. <laughs> From being a substitute teacher, but like I don't take off really to do my show because I don't you know I won't do it usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays unless they say, Mr. Melendez, we really need you. Can you do five weeks for us? Can you do because we need someone who could actually teach algebra and everything else. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> he doesn't. Listen, he knows he has to take down the GQP. But there's priorities <laughs> in life, you know. These kids need them. Fine. I won't be Batman for the next <laughs> five weeks. I'll just be Bruce Wayne. We're, we're in the sixth minute of this video. And Major Ojeda has not said a single word yet. <laughs> Except medication. That's the only thing he's talked about. <laughs> I love it because the, I make it entertaining. I'm the Emerald Legacy of substitute teachers. Like, oh, if I – and I don't expect you to know, but if you try and isolate a variable, if I do the reciprocal, <laughs> oh, no. if I cancel the reciprocal, I go boom, and I cross oh. it out. And all the kids That's love it. That's not what Emerald said. He said bam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't even fucking get that right. <laughs> he, he's talking about – Seventh grade algebra, and he goes, I don't expect you to understand what I'm about to say. Right. This is going to get a little You're technical. only an army major who's afraid of math, but I don't expect you to follow along. 
Okay, 12 year olds love Emerald. Calling me. Oh, the trolls are calling me. <laughs> Cardiff. Oh, I remember once I'm leaving the school early because I didn't have a six period. And, the, and these kids in the classroom were like, Mr. Melendez, come back. And then I walk back, crowded classroom. They go, Can you do boom? And I go, Boom. And they all just freaking applaud. You know, and they all have holy shit. I, don't, I mean, I can't add to that. That's the most Dude. nonsensical thing. And then they held me up and they carried me out through the parking lot. <laughs> he's Rudy. He thinks he's yeah. fucking Rudy. And they all cheered world's greatest teacher. World's greatest teacher. You had to be there. If I could have done a Costanza and left a recorder in the room after he walked out, can you imagine what you heard? What a fool. We got the fucking douchebags to do it. What an idiot. Yeah. They're all trolling him. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Ask me for he makes math fun. Oh, I'm the Emerald Lagasse. I put I go variable and then I go swing. <laughs> Pictures and autographs. I love it. It's I love it because I because as a performer, as a comedian, it's something I could do. I can make learning fun. Yeah. I and you know, and it they could have an enjoyable experience while you know, trusting that the teacher knows what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, and, and there it is. Because yeah. I'm, I'm so sick. You know, yeah, shut oh, up, General. Like all these trolls, <laughs> so like to say that I was a limo driver, which is a load of shit. That's enough out of you. Yeah, I hate to pull rank, but <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! What are you up to? Four words today? Shut the fuck up! You're off your meds. It's, it's called the Stuttering John Melendez Podcast. <laughs> the hell he's talking about yeah and, and there it is because I'm, I'm so sick you know oh like all these trolls they also like to say that i was a limo drive which is a load of shit <laughs> until next, next year would you admit to that yeah right yeah yeah look they came to me they go listen people got to get to the airport okay and and people need to get to prom we need you john they also like to say i need supervised visitation for my kids which is a load of shit. You like to say that. I've heard John say that way more than anyone else. Yep. <laughs> he keeps bringing it up. I mean, I, I literally haven't seen it posted anywhere. The only thing I know about it is him constantly talking about it. And also, let's remember that he once said that he told that to a guy to find out if that guy was part of the hate site community. Because then if he saw it posted on there, he would know that that was the guy who posted it because he told him that. That was his, his grand plan. So we have two generals here, uh, strategic ma yeah. masterminds. <laughs> Idiots. And I, don't, I don't care about any of this, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> he doesn't care. This is where it's seven minutes in. He doesn't care. Okay. He doesn't lie. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, are you buying Check. any of this? Check. Because as my friends know and my family know, I'm proud of all the accomplishments that I have attained in my life and being a substitute teacher, as as we say in, uh, in in California, a guest teacher is another one, is another feather in my cap. Yeah, and, yeah. Look, sorry. look. I mean, you know. <laughs> all right. Now you can talk. I'm amazing <laughs> in every single way. Now you go. <laughs> I don't care. Keep it about my cap. <laughs> yeah, and I don't let you talk. Shut up, General. <laughs> oh, he goes. I'm proud of all my accomplishments. We know. Yeah. <laughs> We're very aware of that. So I have a theory, guys. I have a theory on why John just decided to admit. That he was this, a yeah, guest this teacher. This is what I wanted to ask you. Why? Yes, because why would he do this now? It doesn't make any sense. Unless I was served papers. Yes, here it is. My cease and desist from Mr. Stuttering John 
Melendez. What? Yeah. In this season desist, he mentions oh, look at the time. that at least one <laughs> of our listeners has acted on your encouragement and or instructions by targeting children at the public school that employs Mr. Melendez. So they just wanted to work it into all of these different things. You know, I was responsible for the comedy clubs getting canceled. I've been responsible <laughs> for all these different things. So because he had to put this into the lawsuit, he's like, well, shit, now I got to go out because he's going to talk about it. He's got proof. Wow. So I got to go out and admit it before he gets out there and tells and everyone. Again, and again, another example of what an idiot he is because this law, nothing's going to come from this. And he's just let the cat out of the bag for no fucking reason, for nothing. Oh, he also spent some money to have this right. done for the cease right. and desist. And so. Well, what is he telling you to cease doing? Yes. All right. So this, this is what I want to talk funny, about. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I might start right now. So apparently what I need to stop doing is encouraging listeners to harass him and his children. That's the main crux of this. Now he's never listened to my show and he reads the subreddit where people are like, I can't believe Carl posted a 41 minute rant about John's children. Like people like put that shit on there to fuck with them. And then he just believes it. He's like, Oh, I'm going to sue him. I'm going to sue him. Good. All I ever do is say, don't fuck with John. I've, no. I don't know what his children's names are. I don't know anything about them. I don't care. We make fun of podcasts and podcasters. We don't care about yeah. their families. And who are these podcasts? But John is convinced that we go after his kids and we encourage people to harass him. And I want to talk to you, Vinny, about um, what you think should be done. Hypothetically, like let's say Juan put a cease and desist to Kevin for things that Kevin had nothing to do with and, and is totally taken aback by that this would even be written in a legal document. Right. And keep, right. In mind, so, yeah. Juan, keep in mind, Juan doesn't lie and doesn't like to lie. Yeah. So go ahead. Starting from the beginning, you weren't served with a lawsuit. You right. were had a mail-delivered document that says cease and desist. It has no legal bearing whatsoever right. except for the point that it's putting some party on notice that you potentially are doing something wrong. And if you stop, maybe they won't pursue any further litigation. So you weren't served presumably with by a service processor, right? Um, no. How'd you get yeah, the document? Mailed. It was mailed to me. Right. So that's generally not acceptable means for service. So this is just a start. I would first go through line by line and any allegations in there that aren't true obviously <laughs> need to be made aware to the attorney that took this case. Now, I don't know. I'm not speaking of specifically to uh, to John's case because yeah, I know you knows? know that I represented John in the past. And yeah. there's probably not a conflict now. But Dr. just Steve, this gen- can you put yeah. your fucking phone on vibrate like I'm an sorry. adult? <laughs> Have you ever listened to my show before? Well, it's yes, all Cardiff, yes, by the way. Asshole. It's just Cardiff keeps calling his phone over and <laughs> yeah, over. Right. Again. Great. Sorry, go ahead, uh, Vince. Yeah, this is just general advice. So when you have a cease and desist, it's not something you panic over. I mean, I, I've sent them and I've received them on behalf of clients. So you need to first start, well, we'll first start with what the main allegation is and what technically you need to cease. Right. Yeah, that, that's right. why I was wondering if I should even respond to this, because if he's telling me to stop doing something I have never done and don't do, <laughs> right. then I could just be like, yeah, okay, I'm, we're on You'd the same page. Start. Yeah. You'd have right. to start. <laughs> I'm to on the cease. same page with you. Yeah. Yeah, the issue is like if you have a client that comes in that is super insecure about something and somehow got you to actually write this letter, then they're going to make these cr- numerous allegations and 
perhaps if you have a response that says, if you have any proof of what you're alleging, send it to me yeah. and then we'll speak. The general allegation that you're told someone to harass John, for example, yeah. or Juan, if that is true, send me where I did that. Show right. me where my client did that. And if, whoever you have representing you, or even if you do it yourself, it's fine. And if you do, and if you show me where I've harassed Mr. Juan, then I'll stop it. But if not, I appreciate you don't make allegations just based on conjecture. All right. So would your recommendation be for Kevin to respond to Juan in this hypothetical situation? Only if you believe that there's a real potential that Juan would file a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So meaning that does he have a legitimate law firm and the funding to actually file this lawsuit? Now, he may have a friend that's willing to do it for free. I don't know. I yeah. mean, that's serious because once it's filed, then you have to answer. You have no choice uh, in the matter. You have to answer most likely spend the money to answer. I think it would be foolish on his part, assuming you didn't do whatever he alleged because we haven't heard that yet. But... Yeah, if you do respond, and then he has his attorney has to go back and say, John, hey, it says here you have three minor kids. This isn't even true. Why do you lie to me about that? And th things like that. So you, you're looking for any type of mistakes that were made in there. Because what are you supposed to do as an attorney? You have someone that John does come in. John does have a compelling story. And he says that you're harassing his kids and, and you're interfering with his contracts with various clubs and that sounds compelling as an attorney we all know john's persona and most of it is is blown up and not necessarily true but an attorney doesn't know that right yeah and you, when it comes to if i can just jump in for a second when it comes to like taking it up a notch and even threatening people i believe he threatened you <laughs> yes right Julie, uh, thank you for bringing it up because I, I don't bring it up very often and actually i got a note from somebody all right, I started watching you, uh, your YouTube vids recently, and I am now a huge fan. Love all your vids, especially those about Suttering John. Yesterday, I watched the one where he threatened a mob hit on Twitter. and I cannot tell you how infuriated it made me when he said and tweeted, Ha ha, I've been hanging around John Gotti Jr. too much. See, I'm actually a Gotti. My uncle is John Gotti Jr. My grandfather was John Gotti. I'm actually the firstborn grandchild. My mother is Angel Gotti. Suttering John hardly knows my uncle, and the fact that he is name-dropping like this is ridiculous. And actually, this goes on. I, I won't read the whole thing, yeah, but it's just so stop. funny. It's just, <laughs> 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 it's just somebody just like, dude, don't bring fucking John Gotti Jr. into this, you idiot. He's not friends with you. And that's literally the threat that he made to me. I know people in New York who aren't too happy with Kevin. Like That's a he, threat. You know that. He, you know that's a threat. I, I take it all back. He is the most entertaining person I've ever seen, heard. I mean, the name, he pulls out a name, and the people get back to him and be like, shut the fuck up, dude. His, his threat backfired and ended up threatening himself. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I will have to uh, speak to uh, my legal representation and uh, determine next steps on this. But it's just, it's fascinating to me. I'd get a cease and desist for something I've never done. It's, it's a, that's a weird one. Do what John does. Find the best free lawyer you can find because <laughs> the best ones are free. Remember that. Of course. Yep. Of um, course I'm torn because I, w I would love for, the, for him to actually sue you and that would be yeah. hilarious yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all agree that so funny. To you. Because again, I said it before, even though you've been through it a lot, if you get sued, all of a sudden things, are, things get real. 
And right. Mm-hmm. It's something not to take lightly, although it would be hilarious. But but also, Vinny, <laughs> things get things get real for for all parties, not just one. Yeah. Like things are going to get real for him. There's information that he's going to have to give out. That I mean, if he it, if it took him a year to admit he's a substitute teacher, he's not going to want to share this other information, right? Oh yeah, and then that that's why I'm torn because ultimately, if John does sue. Carl, then again, we said it before, Carl has access to all the discovery. There will be no payment ever until Carl gets to see all the money that John has lost. Did he allege that he lost money because you interfered with his his comedy gigs? Yes, it, there, there is mention of uh, missing out on thousands of dollars, of course, in this. Right. So, yeah. so in terms of what he would have to do is show liability, but then he would have to prove damages. And right. you would also have, to, have f- to show the ticket sales for those shows. Too. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And any correspondence with the club, correct? Exactly. So how much could that possibly be? So maybe it is worth it to get sued because <laughs> yeah. let's say he wins that amount. What would it be? Right. I don't know, I don't know but it would be funny and entertaining. It'd probably be his biggest payday in stand-up comedy if he won that lawsuit. <laughs> Again, in defense of John, it's not fair. He's, he, he's made a lot of money in comedy, especially during the times he worked at the show. Yeah. So, so I'm keeping sure, the record yeah. for real. I know you guys love the Bash John, but I mean, he has made a lot of money in stand up. Oh, it's not just me who likes to Bash John. It's also a guy named Howard Stern. <laughs> Someone yeah. pulled this old clip. First of all, regarding you stuttering, John, you are a guy who perceives himself as funny. When you go on the Ricky Lake show, when you go on the Last Call show, mm-hmm. when you do these shows, when you go on the Conan show, mm-hmm. you turn to people inevitably afterwards and go, hey, was I funny? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something about yourself. Mm-hmm. You are the least funny person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You are not funny. Okay. You're obnoxious. Okay. You're not funny. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what's funny about you. You stutter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you go on TV and you try to be me, mm-hmm. it's not funny. All right. It comes off obnoxious. Okay. I mean. You had to figure it out back then. Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> We were just watching the video of John from this past weekend. Does that look like the same person? No. I've never seen a transformation like that. He looks terrible. He <laughs> looks like he's on his fucking last leg. I think the week Mickey Mantle died, he looked better than John <laughs> looks today. This thing could have been a whole stand. Uh, what was the, the movie with Edward James Olmos? Where oh, Stand there? and Deliver? Yeah, Stand and Deliver. Or, yeah. uh, or you mentioned School of Rock. Where you got this guy that had this this really amazing career that any of us would have been happy to have working on the Jay Leno show for all those years, and now he becomes a school teacher and he could have made this into a thing. We would have all been very proud of him. I'm proud of him now. I just <clears throat> wish he hadn't hit it for so long for such an asinine reason. Yeah, really. I know. He should have just come right out immediately when that photo was posted. Yes, actually, I I bet people would have been like, good on him. He's doing yeah, something. It's better than like not, drinking yourself stupid every day. Yeah, I'm not shitting on him for being a sub. I think that's right, admirable. He's he's doing good work out there. He's actually helping people. But, you know, everything else I'll shit on him for. Huh? <laughs> but I've also heard uh, Carl say a thousand times, if he said it once on this show, don't fuck with people in real life. Right. Right. Don't fuck with Stuttering John. Let him do his thing. Observe and report. I mean, I've heard that. Dr. Steve, before I ever talked about Centering John once on this show, I had tens of thousands of people try to ruin my life. So I know what happens when you do a fun little show. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. (laughs) I know know how it happens when you have a fun little show and the people get involved in real life and try to get you fired and and ruin your financial situation. It fucking sucks. I don't wish that on anybody, especially not someone who makes me so much money.
Right. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that. All right. Let's let's see what else I, Howard Stern had to say to uh, John back in the day. Great. When you go on the air and you run around like Howard, and you you look like you're doing a bad Howard impression, mm-hmm. you are not funny. Okay. So afterwards, when you come off these shows and you say to me, "Was I funny?" or you say to uh, Jackie, "Jackie, was I was I funny?" That's funny <laughs> because you're so insecure. You're funny. Uh-huh. You're being you. <laughs> when you go on these shows and you're me and you're yelling at people and you're stuttering and you you lose your charm. Now, here's the other thing you ought to learn about yourself. All right. You don't take criticism well. You don't listen. <laughs> That's true. That is very much true. <laughs> Howard's 100% on both of those things. He's pretty much telling him, like, John, you, you are a childlike, and that's what makes you funny, is you go and you interview these celebrities, you don't even know what you're saying, and they're getting offended, you don't know why. Like, that's why you're funny. Yeah, he's in a very nice way saying, your flaws are the best part of you. Yes. Right. Stuttering John wants to be funny but when he tries to be funny he's not so no. this is like a weird conundrum that he's in where it's like that's well, why that's yeah. why i said just put these fucking cameras in your apartment yeah. and just roll 24 hours it'll be the most entertaining shit ever and let me just say this you know he's gone on he's he said numerous times he doesn't know one thing i did for the show right he doesn't know you know i know well i can tell you in all the bits i've done for the show and all the times i've been in studio talking to howard talking to the gang He's never come close to saying anything like this about me, ever, ever. Well, you, so what? this gets even better. Check this out, because I was going to ask you if you've ever heard this from uh, Howard Stern. What have we learned so far? Uh, and I'm going to give you overall advice about career. I'm going to give it to you, Jackie, and everyone else. Jackie's got a whole other set of problems. These are your problems today. Okay. <laughs> a, you're not funny. Mm-hmm. I know you think you're funny. Do you think you're funny? Yeah, I, 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 tell I, the I, truth. Do you think you're funny? Uh, um, Do you think you're a funny person? Yeah. You're not. Okay. <laughs> but I, I don't want to. Dis- you're not funny. I don't, but I don't want to. Disagree. No, you, you can know disagree. It's very funny because I hear him say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that no, means no. he's not listening. If no, you I genuinely, if you genuinely wanna, disagree, I, I want you. I want to know so I can help you with no, it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, taking valuable radio time I, I'm to help you with your career. Are you a funny guy? I'm serious. Let me ask you. Do you see yourself as funny? Do you think you're funny? But see, I'm not supposed to say. No, no. You can say whatever you want. No, say what you feel. I mean, I'm trying to help you now. I thought you thought I was funny. No, no, you are funny when I tell you what to say, and you're yourself, and you're genuine, and you stammer. That's funny. So you're saying I should be more genuine? Words, you would never be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. You're not funny, and when you try to be funny, you come off obnoxious. Yes. Okay. Yes. He he is so. You know, <laughs> I just on. got finished uh, analyzing his stand-up set. It took yes. me three episodes. People of should the check Uncle that out Rico on, on the Shuli Show. It's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's called the Uncle Rico Show, named after John, and it's uh, we're four episodes in. It's on the Patreon, but you know, I'm I'm listening to his stand up and his crowd work in particular, oh. and his crowd work is so obnoxious and it's so abri- There's no there's no like feeling out. There's no being nice to the people. Like he's just like, uh, who is had a kid, and then and then they'll go, huh. What? He doesn't hear anybody. It's just, it's so fucking. And then it's Chewy, just like, the best is this go to. He sees a couple at a table and he goes, You two fucking? Oh my God. So you guys fucking? It's just obnoxious. Yes. Like it's Howard obnoxious. said, he cannot do stand up. He's not good at it. 
He's the only guy, as Andy said on our show, I believe, he's the only guy who got canceled from comedy, not because he was racist or insensitive, because he's not funny. <laughs> That's right. why his comedy career ended. Right. <laughs> All right, this is the last clip I have from this uh, Howard Stern show. God, this show used to be great. I did. <laughs> so funny. Unbelievably. And, if you, and many times you'll say, you know, gee, Howard puts the words in my mouth, or Jackie and Fred put the right. words in my mouth, and I, I'm embarrassed. Whatever your genuine feeling is, and then all of a sudden you start to stutter, and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. People are laughing at you, not with you. Do <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Yes, I understand. It's fun to watch a guy stammer. That's what's funny. I, I got you. When you go on and you try to be funny, like, you're not funny. Like I tell jokes, it's not good. Right. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I, 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 I see you on the shows. I've watched your shows. You stand up and you start yelling at people. Sometimes you do a little No, 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 no. I, I tell them a question I that I've asked on this right, show. Right, right. Everyone... I see you with the girl on the show and you, and you stand up and you go, well, hey, come on, well. baby. Come on. Don't you want to go out with me? Don't you want... Well, that isn't Howard. you. That's well, not your style. Yeah. Hey, excuse yeah, me. I mean, yeah, and it I comes mean, off obnoxious. She's a it's hard to girl. watch. She's a gorgeous girl, but I see what you're doing. You're trying. You're forcing it. Okay. And... Again, Howard's right, because the funniest things John has done on his show was the green screen falling down. Yes. Was yeah. the funniest thing he's ever done. And then followed up very closely with that time he was wearing a green shirt. <laughs> and, uh, and so you could best. see the city from behind. Yeah. And so he went back, he took his green screen down thinking that was gonna fix the problem. <laughs> That's, That's what he's funny. What, right. That's what people pay to see, John. You should close with that bit. <laughs> 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 oh. Yes, people have sent me this video before, but today I was watching that. I'm like, this is so perfect yeah. for everything it's like that we're talking Howard about. Howard went full Nostradamus on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Real quick, I, I want to switch gears, then we'll get back to this because I have some more things to talk about from Beer on the Balcony. But uh, while we have Dr. Steve, I want to get him back on his vacation with his lovely family. <laughs> oh, my wife's already cussing me. Well, she must know that this is more important to you than your family, yeah. who are these right. podcasts. I'd love to yeah. hear Dr. Steve fight with his wife. I, that would be, I, uh, I, you I, shot I, your mouth. <laughs> oh, no. This I, is I how came in here to down. talk about anal sex and uh, insoluble fiber, and now Carl's got me embroiled in a fucking lawsuit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, can you just spell your last name and read out your address real quick, please? I've sent three patients to voicemail. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah, and that. I'm very proud of you, Johnny. I think <laughs> all right. So we played this commercial for Postmates the other day, and it's outrageous. And Dr. Steve was like, I, I am offended by this as a physician. <laughs> so I want to play some of it. Tell me when to stop it, if there's something you disagree with that we need to get into. Okay. What are you eating this pride? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, if you're a top, it seems like you can eat whatever you want. But if you're a bottom, you're expected to starve? Not this pride. Introducing the bottom-friendly menu from Postmates. Huh? We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly foods. Back so they teamed up with a doctor <laughs> to give you bottom-friendly foods. Yeah. If I ever helped out with bottom-friendly foods, all I would ask is you don't use my first and last name. <laughs> in the commercial. Leave me out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> In case anyone's not following, I know we talked about this last time, but what they're talking about here is during Pride Month in June, 
you don't want to eat foods that might result in you shitting on your boyfriend's penis. And that's right. literally what they're talking about here. Right. That was gag. <laughs> yeah. Insoluble. You know, a lot of advertisers use this angle <laughs> to sell their products. Thank God, because, you know, for years, people have just been shitting all over their boyfriends. And yeah. finally, somebody's doing something about it. Good for them. Well, they're not even using euphemisms. I mean, they're, the yeah. only thing no. they're not doing is showing it. Somebody's shitting all over them. Yeah, that promo code. Year. Yeah. Promo right. code shit dick gets you 20% off. <laughs> Fiber won't help you feel cute, so avoid things like whole grains, wheat bran, cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. No, hold up. Are you, Doctor Steve? Should, no. they, should people okay. be avoiding those things? No. What no. they it, later on in this thing? I mean, I, I'm sure you don't want to play the whole thing again. They talk about uh, not eat. Uh, uh, you know, the guy says, "Are you eating those beans?" It's like, no, he should be eating those things. Oh, right, here we go. Just right. fully diving into those okay. beans. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, here are the yeah. do's and don'ts. No, 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 no. Okay, well, yeah, don't eat a hot dog. I hope That's Tony fine. Michaels is not a bottom because he would have a hard time with this. <laughs> why isn't there? Why isn't there a picture of a penis going in an ass on the don't side? <laughs> <laughs> you homophobe. I love it. Listen, I've blown Ralph three times. Everybody relax. There's a hot dog. They talk about uh, avoiding fiber, and here's the thing: is what they are doing is encouraging people to avoid heart healthy foods, just so that maybe there'll be a chance that they won't have a load in their rectum when they go to have anal sex. And and this isn't just a gay thing. I mean, as heteros, you know, people have. Uh, you know, ass sex as well. And we've talked about this on our show multiple times. And Weird the, medicine the to, on Sirius XM, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the key to this is lots of lube and then just some prep ahead of time. If you really don't want shit all over the bed, then either defecate before you go or use an enema. That's the thing. And uh, uh, people... <laughs> You know, if you've got one in the chamber, it's going to come out in the bed when you stick a probe in there, whatever it is, if it's made out of flesh and blood or if it's, you know, made out of plastic. See, you should be talking so, like uh, Vinny the Warrior there. Allegedly, yeah. hypothetically. <laughs> if you have one in the chamber. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the actual situation, but potentially that's what could happen. I'm just you know, picturing I'm, your poor wife standing across you right now, just shaking her head like this. No, she, this side, yeah, yeah, she's at the beach waiting for me to come pick her up. That's what yeah. the problem is. So, But, uh, you know, soluble fibers found in beans, oaks, flaxseed, all the things they're telling you not to eat. They help control your blood sugar levels. They aid in achieving healthy weight. This is bad advice. And, um, <laughs> you know, the thing is that you got to eat like this for a couple of weeks before it really starts to change the, your bowel movements. I'm shocked so. Dr. Steve isn't endorsing the bottom-friendly menu. <laughs> no, I'm endorsing absolutely. Uh, ass play is delightful. I'm, there right. are lots of people who enjoy it, but right. this is bad advice. That's yeah. all I'm saying. So we what you're saying is that the heart might be more important than the sphincter. Yes, you, should, you should be focused if, on that more so. Homophobe. <laughs> if, you were, if you were having anal sex... You are used to having some, you know, a, a legume uh, on the end of your deck at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that's, that was the gayest part of the commercial was legume. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did a study once. Uh, we didn't do the study. We did a story once talking about whether ass, uh, you know, uh, anal sex causes 
fecal incontinence. It actually turns out that it doesn't. They have a thing called a, uh, a rectal manometer where you can stick a balloon in someone's ass and have them squeeze down on it, right? I did that and at a can, party once. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. It's it's the most fun thing. It goes in a balloon, comes out a poodle. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have them squeeze down on this thing and you measure the pressure. Then you have people do a whole bunch of anal sex and then come back and stick the manometer in and and have them squeeze down again. And you find that they actually, the, the amount of pressure that they can apply is less than it was before they started having anal sex, but it's still more than enough to keep feces in the rectum so that you're not dropping loads. All right. Now I have to ask a very uncomfortable question and I apologize for this in advance to my mother-in-law who listens to the show. Yes. But we recently did a podcast where they were interviewing a porn star and the porn star said she took a triple anal and there was another time when she had double anal plus a fist and I'm wondering, right. at a certain point, is it too much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, <laughs> Just curious. Yeah, I don't want to be banging a chick and feel a guy's swatch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you got to do a needle dick first or a small dildo and then work your way up. All right, so then... start with me is what you're saying. I agree, <laughs> I agree Dr. Steve. All the ladies that out there. That was the joke, but I wasn't going to throw it. What kind of there. fucking doctor are you, by the way? You are all over the place. Yeah, I know. That's why we love them. Dr. Yeah, Steve. Weird Medicine. You can check out the podcast wherever you get podcasts. It's also on SiriusXM yep. Saturdays check and Sundays. Oh, yeah. Patreon is where you do yeah. bonus Patreon.com slash Weird Medicine. Thank you. Awesome. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Shirley, we'll talk. Love Benny, you, Doc. Great to meet you. You too. Chris, fucking the greatest. Yeah. All right. Didn't say goodbye to me. Right. <laughs> Later, <laughs> Needle Dick. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, All right. Oh, Thanks, everybody. God. See you later. I'm having a Say bad week. Jan for me. Oh, okay. That's enough out of you. <laughs> go spend time with your wife, for fuck's sake. Get out of here. Did he go trophy wife, or does he still have the old model? Oh, we should ask him why he was on. I think he's got. I think uh, I don't remember. I well, you can't answer that question. Either way, you're, someone's gonna be pissed. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Please, it's true. Who was that doctor? You used to work with a similar doctor on the show too. Doctor uh, Fish. Doctor Harry. Yeah. Fish. Yeah. He's actually, he's involved with a lot of big things now, so he can't work with me anymore. <laughs> oh, really? What, what is he up to? Uh, I don't want to get into it, but he's he's on a couple boards, and he's uh, he's a big big deal out uh, in Florida somewhere. So I, I love him. He's a good dude. Carl, do you remember Shuli working with that doctor? I do, you, yeah. What was it? I, f- I forgot. What were the segments about? Well, he was a urologist, so he right. people would just call in. A lot of wives would call in with their husband's dick problems because the husbands were too embarrassed to get on the phone. So she's like, I'm sitting right next to him, and uh, sometimes there's yellow discharge that comes out when he comes, and it was all stuff like that. But you had your own, you had your own show with him? hmm Yeah, all right. I'm being asked yeah, right we- now to go on the Drew and Mike show to talk about the cease and desist. Um, so I'm going to let them know that I'm doing a show right now. I thought you were just about to log out. Sleep well, everybody. Yeah, I'm on a bunch of, I'm gonna go on a much bigger show than this one. I'll be right back. Just me looking at Chris going, so what do you got going on here? <laughs> <laughs> <for rest of laughs> <this show? laughs> I can send them a stream yard link to come out here, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's finish up this beer on the balcony. I just have uh I just have some fun clips to go through here after that. Obviously, he had the whole monologue about being a guest teacher yes. to start off, but it doesn't end there. Like it's so funny because, and I know who the you know I know who this one guy is. I, you know, trust me, I do. Uh, okay. 
And it, uh, but he constantly, I mean, I'm probably happened to you, but they try and post to all my guests, look, here's John. He's a substitute teacher. Yeah. So what? You know, it's like, this is your big get who cares. Yeah. I do it part time because I enjoy it. You know, as, as a stand up comic, what, yeah. what the hell else are you going to do during the day? Podcast. Fucking play with your right. fucking asshole. How about you fucking write? Yeah, how about write you write some new jokes? jokes? He did. He did a joke on stage about watching porn and buying it for twelve ninety nine on Direct TV. How <laughs> many fucking years ago did you did you come up with that bit? I'll relate to that one, obviously. Yeah. So John says, I don't know why these guys are you know sending these messages to my guests saying I'm a substitute teacher because you were denying it. Yeah. That's the only reason. Uh, oh, who cares? You do. Right. You denied it. You told a woman that she photoshopped a photo of you. You're, you're the problem is... with this equation. Again, you are. You should know equations. Yeah. You're an algebra teacher. <laughs> X plus John equals bad. <laughs> Solve for X. Everything. <laughs> X is everything. <laughs> I mean, look, this is the same guy that told his followers to go shit on the comedy club that yes. canceled his appearance. Correct. So, right. You know, I mean, he's just, he oozes hypocrite out of every I fucking John, hole in his body. I wrote John, we call him, yeah. I wrote John. <laughs> and also, don't fuck with John's guests. I'm sorry, I, yeah. I, maybe I don't say that enough out here, but there are people who try to, like, fuck with his guests or try to get him so they can't. So, let John get his guests on his show, all get right? Get him it's more fine. guests. Yes, we yes. should all help book people for his show <laughs> yes. because it's only going to lead to more gold. Don't you understand? Now... I want you to know that John never lies. He's an open Ugh. book. At this point, it's like, I don't, you know, I look, for anybody who knows me on the Stern Show, who's known me in my entire career, I'm an open book. If you read my, uh, you know, he comes on the show. He has the balls to come on the show. Go for the last two years. I've been lying to everyone, and then he goes, "I'm an open book." He well, says, "I'm an open book." That he says, "Well, if you read my," and he can't think of the word "book." <laughs> if you read my autobiography, memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's watch that again. That's funny. <laughs> my entire career, I'm an open book. If you read my, uh, you know. <laughs> Autobiography, easy for you to say. You know that. I <laughs> Porky Pig Syndrome. When he's not trying to be funny, it's yeah. when he's the funniest. Fucking Howard. <laughs> when he puts his own spike strips out into the road and then runs over it himself, yeah. is him at his best. It's great. I always, I always tell the truth, and I'll and and I'll tell you everything from my hemorrhoids to to childbirth, as you as you saw in my act. I don't care. Yeah. He's using bits as examples of yeah. his honesty. Yeah. And his co-host does not care either. Holy shit. Oh, God. How many times do you have to hear about his fucking stand-up show? Right. You came to my stand-up show. Remember this joke? It's like, no, I don't. It's barely paying Block it out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The balls on this guy to come on and talk about how he doesn't lie and he's an open book. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He is an open book, though. He's not lying about that. Yeah, he's he an open book for everybody else's right. books, right? He'll sit there and he'll talk about Jackie's medical condition and uh, talk about what we all know, your wife cheating on you. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that is, you know, he, he's an open book, but for his life, he doesn't say a fucking word. Well, it's funny, too, because I've played videos on this show of him saying, I don't tell you guys the truth. Do you think you know anything about me? I don't tell you which car I drive. I, I put out things 
to give you a misdirection. And it's like, which is it, John? You can't say both of these things. You're an open book and you lie all the time. Yeah, and we he's can't a real Svengali, this guy. He's, he's unbelievable. <laughs> Master of deception. <laughs> he's like another Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, right now. All right, so now his buddy Richard is going to give him some props here, which is always going to build him up. He, he, you're a comedian. Uh, fuck, man. All you do is try to make people laugh. Keep trying. Yeah. Emphasis on the word try. Yeah. All you do is try to make people laugh, which, of course, is not true. He's, they're on a political show together where they just talk about politics. And he's and the other thing he's trying to do is get his name on the comedy store wall. And he's baffled <laughs> that he can't do that. Yeah. And you want to talk about so, that real quick? Oh, that was it's, pretty it's funny. so maddening to me, that clip. Because as my people say, the chutzpah on this fucking mm. guy to sit there and be like, he doesn't even know who's booking the club. Yeah, he's asking he, he, a comedian on his show who's booking at the comedy store. Right. Because he thought it was some someone, but that person went to Austin to work he, at Joe he, Rogan's new club. It used to be Adam Egit. Adam, if you watch Norm's podcast on YouTube, Adam was his co-host. And okay. Adam booked the comedy store for years. Uh, and and every, he's friends with everybody. All the big names know him. He's, he's a great guy. And when Rogan went to Austin, he went because Rogan's opening a club out there. So he went to go book. He's going to be booking Rogan's club. So he left. And, and, and he's like, who's doing that now? But it wasn't you just know? to get booked. He also wanted his name on the wall. Well, that's the thing. And she he was asked, like, she's like, I don't know who's in charge of that. I don't know. And then his approach in it is like, I tell him, I don't even know half these people on the wall. Oh, that's going to get you up there. Fast. <laughs> that's going to help you out in this industry. David Lederman? Never heard of him. Next. Yeah. yeah. Like, here's here's the the reality of people getting on that wall. Not one person got on that wall by asking to be on it. <laughs> Correct. Not one. It's it's a thank you from the club. It's it's a gesture of of like, hey, you're you're welcome here anytime. You're passed. You're a paid regular. That's what that wall means. That you make money every time you go in there to perform. And I should point out, Shuey, the last time he went to the comedy store, it was after he had dinner with Elisa Jordana, and he was all put off because she brought friends. So then he went right. to the store. And he talked about it where he wanted to get up on stage. They wouldn't let him on stage. And he paid $12 for a Coors Light and was all put off by how much money he had to pay for a beer and then left. Guess but, what? But if you're buying a, yeah, If you're buying a drink, you're never going to be allowed to go on stage. They don't <laughs> allow people in the audience to go on stage. <laughs> right. They certainly don't put their name on the wall. Good point. Unless yeah. it's like, don't take checks from. <laughs> then they would put his name on the wall. How do I get my name on the wall and two more cause lights, please? <laughs> In restaurants, we would say amongst ourselves, the best way for people to maintain their VIP status is to never ask for one. Right. And That's right. He will never understand that. Nope. He's a schnorrer. <laughs> yes, he is a schnorrer. Yes. 100%. All right. Do you guys want to know why people fuck with stuttering John? Mm, I'm, I'm sure to. you're curious, right? Sure. sure. I don't even know why I do he it. Has, he has the answer. Why would anybody want to waste their time to throw stones at you? When, because, when it, because I'm a Democrat. Uh, that, well, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. <laughs> it's because he's one of the two largest political parties in this country. And by the way, so is everyone else in Hollywood. Yeah. Every yeah. other person is a Democrat. And outspoken about it. And John's like, they just go after me. 
because of my political affiliation. What? What do you mean? I, I, I also think the army major should uh, turn down the ring light a setting or two because he's sweating. Like, it's it's just what hair he has left is soaked, Ugh. waiting for John to shut up so he can get a word in. After that, John starts talking about how, again, his comedy shows were canceled and cost him thousands of dollars. He keeps saying this over and over again. And then he goes, and you know who's to blame for it? And I thought for oh, sure, surely, oh. my name was going to come out of his mouth. And he goes, you know who's to blame for all of this? Trump. I was going to say Republicans. What the fuck? <laughs> Trump's to blame for your comedy shows getting canceled? He's the one who empowered these people to hate. Like, okay, no one ever hated anyone before Trump? All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. No one. Everybody sure. loved everybody. Vinny, this is where you stick up for John at a certain point, I think. Well, I was going to ask Julie when he got his picture on the wall of the comedy club it's not a picture it's a name and my name isn't on it and and i've never asked i've performed four times at the comedy store i've performed in every stage in there um i got a guy a roast beef sandwich i got another couple and they gave me they gave me beer for four dollars what do you think of that (laughs) that's how nice that's how much they liked me so you're k-i-p no, but I'm but but the, the thing is, Vinny, I'm not sitting here, you know, crying about it to another comedian. I would never do that in a million years. Um, you know, that's just that's not what comics do. But John is not a comic. He's proven exactly. that time exactly. and time again. I find it so fascinating though that comics need to be part of this community. They need to be accepted as a comic. And and even having their picture and name on the wall is such a huge deal. Well, you know, listen, you you go through stages in this where you're working for free for the most part, maybe drinks, maybe a meal, right? And then you get to a point where no matter the club, not just the comedy store, and you know, in New York, New York Comedy Club is my home club, and getting past and and the people there saying you can work here regularly is a big deal to comics because of that journey because it took so long to make 20 bucks a spot. You know, it's not like they're making killer money. I mean, I'm sure at the store they're making great money, but but for the most part at the clubs, it's about, you know, um, they're helping you. They're not helping you, but you just you've ne- you feel more like a comic well, when you're past than any other time. Ari Shafir talks about this a lot because he worked at the club. He was the doorman. Right. For a, v- a very long store. time. At, yep. Yeah. At the store. And he worked his way to finally becoming a regular there. And he's talked about that. Like, he's very proud of the fact that he was able to. Yeah. But he doesn't bring it up all the time. Like, once you're accepted right. into this thing, you stop talking about it. I don't right. hear Ari Shafir talking about his name being on the wall. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's, right. a, he's a known entity now. John is so obsessed with being famous, he's forgotten what makes you famous, which is being talented and entertaining people. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's what does it. Like, it's not right. just telling everyone you're famous over and over again. It's actually putting on an entertaining product consistently that people want to enjoy. I hope he's listening. <laughs> or maybe his attorney is. All right. This is the uh, the last clip I have. And this is John talking about why he lied about the Photoshop. Because we just looked at that tweet. Oh, this will be told, good. He told that poor woman yeah. that she's a liar. <laughs> she's like, no, what do you mean? DM me. <laughs> Bullshit. So I can apologize. Bullshit DM me. Hey, look at this idiot. This is, look at this idiot. So John was a teacher folding on Photoshop. No, it wasn't Photoshop. I said it was to protect not only the teacher, but also the kids. Protect the teacher from what? What do you mean? 
I mean, protect him from yourself. Yes. Uh, you know, that you're, you're, you know, uh, what is he talking about? I don't know. No, I, I, get, I get what he's saying. He's saying that he's, he's acting as if it was Photoshop so that people don't realize he was an actual substitute teacher and they won't attack the kids. <laughs> But yeah, he attacked the woman. Makes perfect but, sense. But he attacked the woman that he agreed to take a picture with. Yeah. You only saw. You only thought he attacked the woman. He was doing it for her benefit. Oh, I got it. Yeah, you I dumb cunt. You, take you that down. I'm gonna protect it. you. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna take no for an answer, but it's for your benefit. All right. And, uh, remember, I'm doing this for you, not for me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. Uh, it is time for Cringe of the Week. Cringe of the Week. And Shuli, you might remember when we were in Nashville, we watched this video called Dive Bar Comedy. Yes. That featured. Uh, it ruined the entire live show. Oh, I know. That one woman set ruined <laughs> the entire Vinny insisted flow. that we play the whole set. I'm like, all right, is this going to get interesting? Or, yeah. Uh, definitely killed the mood a little bit. Maybe a fight will break out. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is from Adam Thoreau. He's got a joke on here from Wild Joe on Dive Bar Comedy. And this is like one of those Zoom calls that they think is a stand up show. For people, yeah. I think 17 people watch eventually on YouTube. But uh, he thought that this was, well, first off, the joke is brutal when she finally gets to it. But <sighs> she's distracted by her children. <laughs> this is this is great. You know, we got a, a new pet recently. It was an, a fo- not a foster, it was an adopted, a rescue, a rescue. It was a, a rescue animal. Oh, God. We found it in our house. Um, my get out! <laughs> this kid is screaming for attention. She's like, "I'm telling my shitty jokes on the internet right now. Get out of here!" I'm trying to what? get my name on the Zoom wall. Get out! <laughs> we found it. Our house. Um, my get out! Get out! Versatility. We we found this rescue animal uh, right here in our house. And my son named it Tiny. Uh, it's a fly. It's a <laughs> buzzing fly. Um, I tried to kill him. I said, I'm going to kill this fly. He said, no, don't kill my pet. Um, and then the fly landed on my food. Ew. I'm like, he's on my food. He goes, he's sharing with you. Uh-huh. So, anyway. Shuli, you do stand up. Is every true story a joke? I've never done anything like that. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's brutal. I mean, she can't even get it, it out. It's listen, screaming. I'm a believer of the theory that the funniest stuff is the realest stuff, but you still have to make it funny at <laughs> yeah, some point to make it interesting. That's just real, you know. Um, do you guys have a minute to talk about the Gears podcast with me? Sure. From our friend Tony Michaels. Drive in, drive out, drive through. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got sent. why aren't these guys on stuttering john's show anymore it's been What's a going while on it's well, not going I'll, real well 
All it takes is an episode of Chicken Nuggies to air, and that becomes very clear. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, so someone created a new bumper. This is from Scat Top Crothers. And uh, well, you guys tell me what you think about this new Tony Michaels bumper here. Let's see what's on the menu. Let's do it. How you doing? I had to park for this sandwich. Let me tell you something. Every time he changes his voice in those videos, yeah. it's the funniest thing to me. He's like, yeah, I love And I texted you yesterday. Remember, I think yeah. it was happiness on the menu. Ugh. Well, today we're going to be talking about the Gears podcast. This is this business brainstorming show that he does. <laughs> and I talked about last time how he goes to this website called digitalmarketer.com and he, he purchases these workshops and he watches these videos and then he comes on and he spreads the knowledge from these videos. And he watched a workshop called How to Podcast. So this is going to get meta a little bit here. <laughs> He's going to podcast about what he learned about how to podcast. And, it's like uh, an inception. Yeah, it starts like this. Hey, everybody. Tony Michaels here with the Gears podcast. Today, I'm walking and we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about podcasting. I did a uh, course yesterday, a workshop on digital marketer. And man, I found it re really, really, really interesting. Um, they talked about what equipment to use, how to frame and uh, the mindset, the headline. All that stuff works in the podcast. So basically, just how to how to start a podcast. Okay, I already think you didn't you learn which, very much. Yeah, they tell you which drive-through to hit first, <laughs> how many nuggets to order. No, I've talked about this show in the past. What he does is he goes for his morning walk and talks into his phone and puts that out as a podcast. What I didn't realize is this intro part that you just heard. He records after that and then puts it in in post. Um, and I would highly recommend that course. That course is uh, essential for someone who's wanting to start a podcast that knows nothing about it, which I knew nothing about a podcast, so that's why I took it. But let's get to it. Let's hear what I had to say on my walk. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. So he's recapping something we haven't heard yet? Correct. Like, I've heard a lot of... Podcasters come on and say, all right, we had so-and-so in the studio. We had a great conversation. Right. We talked about this and this and this. Like they kind of set up the interview, which I always think is dumb anyway. 
This right. guy is setting up the fact that he just went for a walk. He's like, I, you guys won't believe this. I just went for a walk. I talked to my into my phone for a while. <laughs> he go, He's sitting there going, how do I take a really simple idea and confuse the fuck out of people with it? Make it 10 times more unlistenable. Let's find out what I, what I talked about, shall we? Uh, okay, yeah. It's fine. Like when I was 10, I remember I was at summer camp and, and I didn't want to write a letter to my parents. So I just recorded on a cassette, yeah. like a message to them. But I, and I was 10 and I was a fucking idiot. And on the tape, I'm like, to, to listen to this, you have to put it in the tape recorder and press play. <laughs> I was 10. I was 10. Yeah. I didn't know any better. Right. I didn't take a fucking course and, and come out with that. Well, it's funny, too, because it sounds like shit. He's breathy. It sounds like he's on his walk. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was confused. I'm like, wait, you, you're not on your walk yet? Holy shit. Okay. Hi, I'm the looper from the future. And I <laughs> want to tell you about the guy in the past. So let's start off by talking about how important the equipment is. Uh, it's got a lot of good information in there about the equipment that you might need, uh, what you might consider, and then the reasons why you want to have what equipment you have, uh, which is super important. Uh, when you're doing this, apparently, like the microphone matters. Now, what I use, just to tell you what I use uh, so far, this last couple times, is I just use my phone and my AirPods. So that's my <laughs> microphone. So that's what you're hearing me on now. That's why it's not the greatest quality, uh, I think. And then the other reason why is uh, because I walk. So I got my earbuds in. I'm not holding the microphone. I just got them in my ears. So you've learned nothing. Not, not that you He's, wasted your money. He said super important that you have the right equipment, and I have none of it. Right. Well, it's not super important if you don't have it. <laughs> right. You know, that's that, fine. That it's fine. Then you get by with whatever you got. And I don't know that he really was paying attention because he never even says which microphone to use. He talks about that there are various microphones that do different things and there's pros and cons to each. We never like tells you what they are or what you should look for or anything. It's it's like he went to driver's ed and then he comes home and he goes, you know, it turns out the car is really important uh, in life. You know, vehicles mean something. They're, they're important. They matter. Yeah. They're dangerous too. Yeah. Just the most base level of understanding anything. He's like, so I, I, I took this podcast course. A podcast is actually an audio file that is dispersed through the internet. Turns out a microphone makes a big difference. That's why I don't use one. <laughs> well, then he also learned about Opie's favorite way to podcast. Yeah. But it seems like really uh, for the microphones that you'd get, even if you needed a couple different types of microphones or a couple microphones altogether, you're really not talking more than maybe two, three hundred bucks to start a podcast. Now, the next thing that was extremely interesting about the equipment is I had no idea they actually had like a digital recorder and I forget exactly what they call it because I'm not that technical. Um, but <laughs> you hear the thunder, it's, it's definitely gonna rain. But raindrops, it's a digital recorder. is this still the recap? And it- <laughs> no, this is oh. this is the, the meat of it, this is the content that we're talking about. He, he's, he sounds like he was just thought out of a block of ice from 5,000 years ago. <laughs> I'm just a Turns caveman, out- your high tech digital recorders <laughs> frightened and confused digital. me. <laughs> digital, I've never heard of this digital word. recorder. <laughs> I don't remember the brand, I don't know what it does, but I learned about it in this thing I did. 
I wish he would have done a show on what he thought podcasts were before he took this course. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the episode I want to hear. Surely, I'm impressed that Nevada Jews send their kids to camp, same as New York Jews. Well, we were L.A. Jews at that time. We were, oh, okay. We were L.A. Jews, yeah. Carl, did you ever go to camp in the summer? I did not. No. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, he's a, club-footed. It wouldn't have worked. Out. <laughs> they would have fucked him up. <laughs> Do you even know that, Carl, that the Jewish kids go away to summer camp starting at a very early age? I do know that because yeah. uh, I've worked with uh, parents who have told me all about it. It's a very important thing that happens, and it's like all summer long. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant move to get your kids out of the house. I totally oh, yeah. get it. But uh, it was generally only our Jewish friends that uh, went to summer camp, and I can see it now. I have uh, two the benefits. I have two older brothers. One worked at the camp and one went to the camp in like the the second to highest age group, right? Yeah. And then there was me. I was six at the time. And my mom and dad were like, go with your brothers to the summer camp. Guess how long summer camp lasted? Two months. Yeah. Each session was four weeks. We were up there for two months. My parents had no kids for two months. It's not cheap, but it's worth it. I wish I could do that right <laughs> it's now. Worth it. And I yeah. want to point out, because you made the, the club foot reference, I was very good at potato sack racing. Oh. I was built for that. <laughs> they, in the Hall of Fame, they have an asterisk next to your name. They're like, listen, I had some help. <laughs> I'm the Barry Bonds of potato sack racing. <laughs> this era doesn't count anymore. Hey, you can say whatever you want. That one on the up and up. I know potato sack racing. That fucker's cheating. All right, let's get back to this digital recorder that Tony learned about. It's a digital recorder, and it, it has like a, a built-in microphone on it, which I believe was called a condenser microphone, which kind of picks up all sound. So it may not be exactly right for your podcast, but it's like it, it reminds me of some sort of Star Trek type device that you can plug microphones into. That's kind of what it looks like, some kind of science fiction. Talk about retarded. Talk about I mean, retarded. This guy's never this heard of a guy, Zoom recorder before. He's like, holy shit, there's a Zoom recorder, and it's got condenser <laughs> mics on it. I, I just learned about this. I Don't hold me to my word here. I don't know. Guys, are you sitting down? I want to talk to you about headphones. I've just <laughs> discovered these. Th they have sound in them. I mean, the nerve of this guy yeah. to come after you, knowing <laughs> stuff like this exists out there with him in it. Such an idiot. <laughs> and your fans are going to fucking find every, your your weakest moments, your worst moments, they will find them all. Shuli, let's not forget what started all of this. He thought us covering the Super Mario Brothers theme song was embarrassing. He thought yeah. that was what was embarrassing. Not that he thinks yeah. a Zoom recorder is out of Star Trek. He doesn't know what a digital recorder is. Digital audio recorder? What does it do? It records audio digitally. Oh! You my, don't my, say! My eight-year-old daughter knows what he knows, and she didn't have to take a course, <laughs> no. and she doesn't podcast just, just or live life. review nuggets. All right, so after explaining how important it is to get the right microphone, he says this. <laughs> but here's the greatest part about our technologies these days is that really you don't even need a recorder or microphones because you have all that. You got it. You're listening to me on it right now. It's a phone. You got a phone. You got an iPhone. You got an Android. That's your podcast. No. That's it. That's how I'm doing mine right now. I know. I, can I just tell. went and I downloaded Anchor app. <sighs> and if you're listening to this, you know, I might as well pitch my Anchor. So let's pitch it right now. All right. Here comes dead air. 
Still dead air. Still dead air. Still dead air. But aren't they listening to it on anchor? Oh, here we go. If you haven't heard about anchor, so then he goes to do his anchor read. Oh, it's brilliant a brilliant segue. Yeah, brilliant segue. I thought there. he was topping himself by plugging where you can listen to the podcast that you're listening to right now. I mean, he <laughs> does know? do it on Anchor, but Anchor does have an RSS, so you can find it in other places. Yeah, right. I mean, but Rogan Rogan doesn't have equipment, right? He just goes off no. the phone. I yeah, mean, he just uses his phone. Yeah, of course. Aaron Burr, all of them. Corolla. <laughs> what a fucking idiot! After he just learned, I don't think he took anything away from this course. He just learned how important that was the first thing they talked about. And he's like, "But honestly, you don't even need any of that shit because you have a smartphone." No, that's not, that's not what you should be the takeaway from this. It should be the opposite. And then he goes on to explain the sound quality doesn't matter. So extremely interesting, extremely awesome course. I got so much out of it yesterday about the equipment, but the other, the other part about it was the mindset. Like, so what are you going to do in your podcast? Like, what are you, what subject are you going to have? What's the tone going to be? What's your voice going to be like? Right? So we got to have a radio voice. Think about it. Would this be interesting to you? Would you listen to this? <laughs> this guy literally had to learn that before you start a podcast, you have to know what you're going to podcast about. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! And honestly, I would just say this. Whether you're going to talk, take podcasting out of it. If you're just going to talk. Know what you're talking about. Yes. Know what you want to communicate to somebody before you open your dumb mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. idiot. A list, bullet points, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever it, it takes. Well, it might help. Write yeah. it on your hand like you're cheating on a test. I don't care. He goes, first they told us about how there's equipment and microphones. But that wasn't even the most important part. You also have to have interesting thoughts. And subject matter. <laughs> wow! I mean, guys, there's a lot to, to dissect here and really dive in and get into. We're going to try one step at a time. But everything I've told you that's amazing and helpful, you don't need any of it. You don't need any of it. Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> he, he doubles down on this. So the equipment is the important part, but it it's is? not really. Oh. It's not really <laughs> because you just you start talking into a microphone. It doesn't matter the quality. Sure. Because... You just want people to see if what you're saying will be popular. He's turning oh, into Patrick, Patrick Michael. Michael. It's like, it doesn't matter if it sounds good. Yeah, it does. That was the whole point of the course you took. That's yeah. why they told you that. And he also said he got so much out of the equipment section of yes. that course. Yeah, and he learned nothing. And just negated all of it. <laughs> yeah. So his podcasting style is throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Which, right? which would never be taught in any course. No. He contradicts himself over and over again. So the tone and the subject matter are what's important. But tone is important. The, the, what the subject matter. Like, what are you going to talk about? What do people want to know, right? So starting a podcast is very, very easy. But at the same time, knowing what you're going to talk about in direction may not be so easy. So apparently, this dummy had an epiphany and went, Oh, I know. I'll take a shitty tone against Trump. That'll be my right. show. I got it. I got it all figured out. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> I'll be the first person to yeah. think Trump's a bad president. Let's see how that goes. Oh my God. And then before that, I know what I'll do that's nobody's doing. Review fast food and <laughs> go through drive throughs All right. So here's some advice. To Now, Shuli and I both do podcasts. And I know Vinny has done a lot of great episodes, especially about Eric the Actor. 
But to people out there who haven't podcasted yet, if you want some sage advice, here it is. So my suggestion is whatever your idea is, whatever it is, doesn't matter what you're doing a podcast on, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, business, leadership, uh, women's health, men's health, exercise, whatever it is, whatever the podcast is on, right? If it's just rambling like I'm doing, just do it. Just do it. Just publish it. Just publish your ideas. Put them out there. Just just do it. He completely contradicted himself. So yeah. you got to know what you're going to talk about. Then he goes, even if you don't know what you're going to talk about, just start a podcast. You don't need equipment. You don't need a thought in your head. Just start podcasting. That's the worst advice possible. Just even if it's the worst thing possible, even if you're denying the Holocaust, get it out there. Get it out there. Get it out there. Let people hear it. What, but what if I do this? What if I set up the old Rogan studio, yeah. take major injections into my face, and then yeah. buy 400,000 views oh for my God, every got, episode that I do? Would that work? Thank you for reminding me. I got to talk to Shuli about Tommy. I don't know if you want to talk about this on the show or off, but you were going to have him on your show, right? Weren't you in communication with Tommy? Yeah, we I, I exchanged DMs with him, and then I hadn't heard back from him. Okay. Yeah, I got to follow up with him too. I'm hoping I'm hoping he comes on. I love Tommy, man. I think what he's doing out there is phenomenal. Me too. I want to I want to plug his stuff. I want to get him some of the some back of that Coors Light money that he fucking threw down the drain. That kid was fucking I've never seen so many empties in front of one guy before that wasn't in a fraternity. No one else was drinking on that show and the table was full of empties. Vinny, you have a different take on Tommy than I think that we have. And I've had I've seen a lot of people say like, "No, Tommy is a brilliant interviewer." Uh what what's your take on this? I don't think he's a brilliant interviewer, but I do like I've grown accustomed to his style of interview where <laughs> He doesn't know the subject, but he's not afraid to ask questions either, which is important. There's something adorable about yeah. him and, yes. and, and in a it's weird true. way, but he does get competitive sometimes when he's, he screws up the, the way John left the Leno show and he's so insistent that he was right. Tommy was battering with John and then Tommy gets all Guido competitive and that's that, that loses it for me. But before that, when he's just asking John questions and he doesn't know the response he's going to get, I, I like it. Some people think that he does that on purpose. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's that uh, thought out in advance. When he said, he said, Ralph's a stylist. I was like, oh, how the fuck? You, you claim to be a Howard Stern, but you don't know that Ralph's a stylist? I thought Crow did a brilliant observation. He's like, yeah, and Rob is a newswoman. What? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. had no idea. <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, John's like, yeah, so I was talking to Jackie a joke, man. He goes, yeah, who's he? Is it, does he tell jokes or something? <laughs> Jackie what does the he jokester. Do? Jokester. <laughs> That was great. Punch how much does Tommy? How much does he pay him to go down there? Do I'd love to know. First question when he comes on. Well, actually, yeah. Julie, you should go on his show. You'd get way more views. I think like five hundred thousand or so in the first I'll day. Do I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. What do I? What do I have to pay for that? <laughs> yeah, and that was the thing when I was going through some of the views. Like, if you look at who's actually watching, like, so interested in the show, it's like. A guy from Bangladesh who doesn't speak English yeah. somehow is subscribed to Tommy's <laughs> show and loves the Stuttering John. Uh, By the way, <laughs> do you think? I'm just throwing this out because I just thought of this right now. Do you think Tommy is is hooking up those views to get John to keep coming back on? Because he does John, it for all, the sh- all of his uh, episodes, though. Oh, he does it for all, not just yeah. the John stuff. Oh, okay. 
Because yeah. I thought maybe he was just trying to sweeten, you know, yeah. get John all fucking liquored up so he can keep banging him. You know what I mean? You make the great point. This is when someone actually goes and looks, it does look legit. Now, I'm not saying yeah. it isn't legit. I don't know for certain. This is just my opinion that perhaps the views are inflated. Now, someone could be buying them for him without him knowing, right? I could technically figure out a way to buy views for somebody. And maybe they're doing it every time out of the goodness of their heart. But it doesn't seem to be legit in terms of the numbers, although I'm not certain. Maybe there's sock accounts. <laughs> no, I, I don't have sock accounts, but would you blame me if I did? <laughs> and that's an actual quote. Yeah, that way. was my favorite. Would you blame <laughs> me if I did? Yeah. I bet you do. Ugh. All right, let's finish up with uh, Tony Michaels real quick. So here's the, the best part about starting a podcast. Because here's the greatest part. Even if you publish a shit podcast where it's just crap and no one wants to listen to it because your microphone's bad or, or your ideas really aren't well put together, but your subject matter is good, people like your subject matter, they just can't stand listening to the recording, right? What? That's okay. You can just start a new podcast with that same subject. Oh, no. Just start a new one. Oh no! It's again Patrick Michael thinking. Just if it, if it doesn't work out, just scrap it and start a new one. Just keep going, starting new podcasts over and over again. Do you think he thinks we all live in a cartoon world? Because he he talks about things like it's animation. Like there's yeah. no rules, there's no boundaries. Like you don't like it, then fly to another town. <laughs> you know, <It's> like, <laughs> flap your arms and fly away, fucking <laughs> dummy. So this is this is the official Tony Michaels approach to life right here. Fail. That's the whole point is fail. Fail. If you fail, you'll learn. And when you learn, you get better. So here's the failure. You. Right? And that's what I want this podcast to be about is where did people in business who are successful, where did they find their failures? What were their failures? Wow, how original. No one's ever right. talked about that before. <laughs> Breaking new grounds right now. Well, I thought he was going to say you have to fail to succeed, which has been said a gazillion yeah. times, but he found a totally different approach. <laughs> yeah. He's got to fail and fail and fail. Just fail all, all over and over again. It's great. Because failing, because you learn when you fail at something <laughs> over and over and over again. If you did, you wouldn't keep fucking failing. Yeah. Did you did you learn not to go on Sorry John's show anymore, Tony Michaels? Is that was yeah, that one of the things? I don't know. We'll he find did. out, I guess. Uh, this is the last clip. He just talks about how healthy he is. This is just for my own personal amusement. I feel good. I feel I feel great. I'm walking, getting healthy. I'm still still doing the walking. And my family's healthy, so I'm happy. Good. I'm happy, happy, happy. And I hope you're happy too. Nope. So I hope today our little discussion got your gears turning. That's why it's called the Gears Podcast. I had no wow. idea. I had no idea. I'm he like, just, whoa, microphones don't matter, but they do? Whoa. <laughs> he just Kaiser Soze'd all of yeah. us at the end Well, there, we covered man. a lot. So uh. <laughs> Anyone who claims they're happy four times in a row, I don't believe. No. <laughs> that sounds like he's By the way, himself. I don't even believe... I don't even believe he's walking. I think he's just walking in place. I think he's just. I'm healthy. Yeah, I'm walking. Like I'm healthy. He's just standing there, one foot up, one foot down. Uh, fucking drive through. All right. 
I missed this earlier, and I feel like I should play it. Brandon from the Drew and Mike show sent this to me. This is going back a ways. Stuttering John wrote a song for Robin Quiver's birthday. And we all know John as the woke Democrat that he is today. But that wasn't always the case for him. Oh, but by the way, if I could just two seconds before you play this, yeah. his stand up for Mr. Woke is yeah. is insanely anti phobic stuff going on, right? Transphobic, anti-woman. He keeps calling yeah. Caitlyn Jenner Bruce Jenner. Oh, yeah, and he, he and him. Bruce Jenner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and and very angry at women, you know. A lot of the jokes uh are it's it's pretty wild. Why wouldn't he say Robert Kardashian? He's like, I fucked one of the Kardashians. Hey, it was Robert, but instead he says Bruce, and you're like, this doesn't work anymore at all. No. <laughs> it's not the right no. joke for this. <laughs> Because technically, all right, you get it. Let's listen to what he was doing back in the day. So talented. What was that last word that he just used? Uh, it rhymed with funky. I know it that. sure did. Yeah. What, 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 do you know the lyrics? What were they? I didn't catch that last yeah, part. Yeah, let's try that again. She sounds like let's she's white. It. Yeah, video, I'm yeah, having let's... a hard time deciphering these two because the mix is not quite this. right. Yeah, the guitar let's is a little loud. Let's pull it up loud. on Spotify. Lyrics should be attached to it, <laughs> right, guys? Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess wait, what the next I'm, thing's going to be about. Howard being Jewish. Unfortunately, I understood nothing but the two worst words. <laughs> yeah. in that You're in right. That verse. Nothing else. It was comprehensible. You couldn't have made the you couldn't have made porch monkey clearer than the way it is on that song. Oh, oh that's porch monkey. You go listen to it. You, you didn't hear you could, the whole thing's like porch monkey. I don't no, want to play this again because I'm offended by it. But Vinny hasn't heard it yet, so I got to hit yeah. it one more time now. Okay, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're she right. Like she's white. <laughs> but what was it? What are the middle words? I don't know what. Yeah, something, I don't know what something came after white. But uh, she is a porch monkey. Yeah, yeah. Or, I, right. No, I don't know. I don't know. I can't hear the the middle part. Pretty good joke. It's calling a black person porch <laughs> monkey. It. Jesus Christ! Get, get it? it. You guys, you guys are so <laughs> sensitive. I, I, I love it. Go ahead. Keep it's going. Subtle, but you know, <laughs> you think about it long enough. Hey, nobody right. else is doing this. All right, let's hear what the next thing is. <laughs> I miss that. Well, she I works with Howard Stern, money to burn. Yeah, Howard Stern. He's a yeah. Jew. Howard Stern, money right. to burn, but someone gets nothing. Was it employees? Was it the I, kids or employees get nothing? I, uh, I thought he said porch monkey again. <laughs> <laughs> I you can't write porch monkey with porch monkey. I don't know how many times I have to tell people this. <laughs> hey, I listened to this podcast. Turns out, Tony. Interns, interns. He said, "Interns get that would nothing. make the most sense, right? Okay. Yeah, because that's that was his job title. <laughs> yeah. Intern. Jeez, yeah. And, and yeah, Manny, right. 
obviously deserved a raise with contributions like that. Wow. <laughs> Do you know the balls it takes to write this? So I don't know why you keep ripping on John for this song, but so far it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you. I love you. This is why we bring Vince on. Uh, he's <laughs> the best. He's great. Well, I'll tell you what, if John would play this song on his show this weekend, I'd give him even more props if he wants to bring it back. It should be the opening song for every <laughs> yeah, show. I'll send it the file. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my what a God. genius. Yep. All right. That was it. There was no more. There's no more to the song. Uh, I think there is, but I, I, we uh, got to the good parts. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> not much left after that. I just think. Does a thing with bike and kike. Whatever. We don't need to get into it. It's a good tune. It's a good tune. Uh, all right. Uh, um, this guy likes to throw a fits and his parents died. At... Yeah, I don't know what the other lyrics <laughs> are. Uh, that's good. All right. So um, it's we've done it all today, I feel like. Carl, <laughs> you've oh. said it all. We've said it all. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The this is the part of the show we play a clip from the podcast. We'll be reviewing on the next episode of Who Are These Podcasts, which is coming up this Sunday. Mike Geary, Blind Mike, is coming back on the show. Yep. And this is what we'll be reviewing. Uh, you know, I dropped my phone in the toilet right before recording today. No, I didn't know that. I've never done that, that before. Um, Have you ever dropped your phone in the toilet? I don't think so. Like, yeah. was it in your pocket? No, it was in my hand. So I you turned were around. peeing over the toilet, or yeah, I was I was peeing. Um, I washed my hands. I turned to like I was looking at my phone. I turned to wipe my hands from the towel. Yeah, and it just kind of flew out of my hand. Uh-huh. Um, the toilet was mid flush, or maybe yeah. yeah, that's. I think I was peeing. I flushed the toilet, and it fell out of my hands. Then, um, so it was just pee, and it was in the act of flushing. I see. Uh, so pee pee and water. Sorry yeah. if you hear uh, leaf blower. The gardeners like to come as soon as we hit record. So they right. we're sort of waiting, waiting, waiting. Looks like he's recording leaf blower now, ideally. Right. This is a show called If I Were You. It's on the HeadGum Network. It's LA based. A suggestion from Ted Rose. So this is the same network that the Doughboys podcast is on and some of the other shows that we've talked about. Is it one guy talking to himself? Because the <laughs> voice just sounds guy. so similar. Yeah. Never a good thing for a show. Like, at least have that, that one guy with story. a megaphone or something, you know, just to change it up. There weren't, the phone story, there weren't uh, as many details in the Kennedy assassination as there was in this fucking phone falling in the toilet. It goes on from there, by the way. Oh. So that'll be a, a head scratcher, I'm sure. Uh, first off, Vince, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Unlike some people, your time was actually very valuable. So yes. we do appreciate you coming on the show. No and problem. talking to us about all things hypothetical when it comes to legal actions and issues. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you, actually, real quick? Is this a Let's say a prostitute. Oh, go ahead, Carl. You do your thing. Yeah, let me Sorry. do my thing first. <laughs> <laughs> this cease and desist. Is is this uh, a civil matter? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, as opposed to a criminal as, matter, as opposed which to criminal because be prosecuted by the state. This is a civil matter. Because when he talked to Michael Popak about the fact that 
I was encouraging, I didn't, but he's saying that I was encouraging people to get his shows canceled. It was costing him money. Michael Popak said, well, that's a criminal matter. And he referred him to an attorney, according to John. So then I'm looking at this and I'm going, what is this? <laughs> What's going to happen to me? I'm not, not even sure what the deal is here. But if this is a, a civil suit or potentially could be a, a civil matter. Yes, if you interfere with someone's business contract, the technical term is tortious interference with a business contract, which basically means that you intentionally interfere with the contract in order to not get that person the benefits of a contract. So that would mean you going to the club and saying something that you know is blatantly false or doing some action, which prevents John from actually working at the club. So well, if you ask that attorney, do you have any, you made that allegation if you have any proof that that is actually true, send it to me, and we'll discuss it. Vince, anything that you want to promote, my friend? Yeah, we're starting a new podcast, which is actually reviews podcast that review podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Shuman, I'm going to start that up next you week. Cardiff Electric. <laughs> It'll be on the Patreon page next to the uh, Uncle Rico show. Beautiful. Um, no, thanks for having me, man. Shuman. Uh, you were next. I was I was waiting for Vinny to actually give a legitimate plug there, but oh, if he doesn't I, have one. I've been one. on here a bunch. People know my shit. The Shuli Show, the Miserable Men Show on Patreon. And if you sign up to the Shuli Show Patreon, you can uh, you can watch and, and enjoy uh, my take on Stuttering John um, that I've been doing lately that everybody's like, you just fucking stole Carl's idea, this fucking Jew fuck. <laughs> Which, by um, the way, I have to say, as Carl... I find yeah. it hilarious and brilliant, and I've loved every minute of these episodes you put out on Uncle Thank Rico. You. They've Thank been you. fantastic. And as Shuli, I would like to say that you are correct. I did steal the idea from Carl, but, you know, there's enough John to go around for everybody. There really so let's, is. Yeah, let's all just focus on, on the golden goose, which is John. Well, thank you guys so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you both. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. Mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. This shit. This dude is fucking corny. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Producer Chris, it's just you and me now. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, Casey was supposed to come on. I just sent her a note. Maybe she will come on. As we're waiting for Casey, the review girl, let's uh, let's hit some voicemails. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Yo, shout out to Paco. But with an even bigger shout out to my girl, Meredith. Paco, you got butt slammed. Shots were taken. You went down the drain, buddy. Oh, she went in on Paco's ass. Whoa, you got butt slammed. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people taking sides in the Meredith versus Paco conflict. 
Yeah, I like that misdirection. Shout out to Paco. Yeah. But a bigger shout out, too. All right. So, we, we, obviously, we wanted a song for Tony Michaels. But there are people out there who think that Gary from San Diego should have his own theme song at this point as well. <laughs> so we calls him to the show with some news about the stuff. And he tends to ramble on with every sentence that he utters. Can you guess how long he'll talk for? It's impossible to know. Tell me, what is the deal with Gary San Diego? <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Pretty good for a voicemail. Well executed. All right, well, here he is. Hey, Carl. Gary here in San Diego. It appears John is uh, a tad upset with his new agent, Nick, on his july 2nd show it was suggested that john have on nick to talk about all the parts that he's sending john out on and john just quickly put an end to that discussion he said nope not having nick on so i guess john's upset with nick because nick's not sending him out on any parts things have really dried up in showbiz land for stuttering john no parts being found for stuttering john to audition for too bad such a talent wasted. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, I appreciate Gary keeping track of what's going on with his uh, auditions. I guess it's not going so well. He might be, get a part in a school play. <laughs> he can direct it. <laughs> Carl, it's Hugh. Hugh Genepis. Call me back. If you remember, Vic wasn't sure what yeah. that name was. <laughs> She was reading the review. All right. Uh, a car salesman calls in to talk about this Tony Michaels character and all the wisdom he's been laying down on his business brainstorming podcast. So I am a car salesman and uh, listening to Tony Michaels. I'm, I'm not a marketer by any stretch of the imagination, but listening to Tony Michaels speak about marketing, uh, even with my limited knowledge, is very frustrating because he understands nothing about it. So, um, also, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Eric Zane. uh, That teaser from CJ indeed sounded like fuck. So, it turns out that wasn't Crippled Jesus who sent that in. It was another person with the same first name as Crippled Jesus. Oh. And I thought it was. I guess I get multiple people with that name emailing me. I didn't realize. Oops. (laughs) I just got a note the next day. I'm not Crippled Jesus. I was like, oh, okay. Yikes. (laughs) My bad. Didn't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I guess it's time to hear from Paco, right? Yeah. See what's going on with him. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Uh, you know what? I was watching the segment with Tony Michaels, and I think this guy goes through the drive through about four or five times before he gets it right. That's just my theory. Good theory. Also, I just can't stand the videos of him anymore. He looks like he stinks very bad. <laughs> All right, dude. You guys have a good one. I bet his breath is horrible. Would be my guess. Um, oh, more from Paco. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Um, you know, that Gabe Sanchez uh, little real thing should have been cringe of the week. You know what I'm saying? Because out here in the Southwest, when Mexicans get deported, we don't cry about it. We just come back next week, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can't us off. All right, man. That was a good one, dog. Shout out to Trucker Andy. That's a real-ass Mexican right there. <laughs> we don't cry about getting deported. We'll be back. It's fine. Well done. 
Um, I got to turn down the volume before I play this one. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Uh, I so I think that's a really good idea for a game show, though. The uh, what, what was it? Racist um, match game. Oh yeah, just play the theme, man. Racist match game. <laughs> <laughs> if only Gene Rayburn were here. The blanks lie about the Holocaust. The blanks <laughs> lie about the Holocaust. <laughs> All right, here's a new theory. Hey, Carl. This is Barry in Portland, Maine. Anyways, Paco and I were leaving a John Tesh concert the other day, and he was telling me how Gary in San Diego is getting upset that people think he is Cardiff Electric. And I tell him, listen, man, this is beyond obvious. It's not him. It's his wife, Judy, that is truly Cardiff Electric. What? How not everyone sees this is beyond me. Anyways, sorry you couldn't make it, but hopefully we'll see you soon. Bye. Interesting. Oh, gosh, I don't know what to believe anymore. I had multiple people call in with Paco impressions. (laughs) Here's one of them. Hey, Paul. This is Paco, and I just got done sucking a big old dick. Uh, I'm just calling to talk about Meredith, that old bitch Meredith, and really, I want to fuck her. That's what it is. I know, I know. Contrary to popular belief, Paco doesn't just suck dick. Sometimes he likes to smash a little clam. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So, Meredith. I know this big old controversy between you and me has just been a way for us to fuck, but hit me up. Carl, Carl give Meredith my number. Uh, uh, Paco, out. All right. I don't think that was Paco. The reason why I knew is because it was a different phone number. <laughs> Otherwise, I might have been fooled. Now, this is Paco. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Uh Every this guy Gary from San Diego, he's saying everybody's speculating on him, and now it's my turn to speculate on him. I'm just gonna speculate that this guy's a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Straight up and down. I don't know what else to say other than that. I speculate that Gary from San Diego is a straight up weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, fuck Meredith, dude. All right, I'll see you guys. <laughs> Keeps it alive. I do know what you're saying because this is a gentleman who calls into the Cardiff show and WATP. This is certainly a weirdo. I think that's uh, pretty obvious. All right. You know, the Bay Area bit is yeah. dead. Oh, is it not? I think it's dead. Oh, right? okay. You know, it's a good thing that San Francisco bit finally fucking died, but you won't believe this. I got called the fucking jury duty for the guy that shot that guy. Thanks, <laughs> asshole. Jesus. <laughs> for every action... Equal but opposite reaction. So it won't die. We want it to die. It won't die. All right. I'm exhausted. This has been enough. Uh, I guess no review girls today. <gasps> I know. Where's our dirt chicken? Uh, a little disappointed. Casey's been MIA and she told me she'd be on today. I know. 
I guess we're not friends anymore. Well, we'll see you at the roast. <laughs> so there's that. Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's the- over. <laughs> that was a great episode. That was really great. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Why am I even still doing this? I'm out of here.